Hello everyone, Callie Hannah here with a quick disclaimer from the future, 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 future. <laughs> the episode you are about to hear was recorded prior to my public coming out as a transgender woman. As such, you will hear myself and others refer to me by my dead name and he, him pronouns, and that is not how I want to be referred to now. I, well, I go by Callie and I use she, her pronouns. Uh, the rest of the episode has been left as is for the purposes of historical preservation, but uh, just know that it is not accurate to my current uh, gender identity. Thank you, and enjoy the show. The hipster and the nerd. Yes, hipster and the nerd. The nerd. One went to the genius. The other is quite absurd. Exactly which is which. Off the fence is which. Yes, good sir. The hipster and the nerd. 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 Hipster and the nerd. Created by Steven Spielberg? No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hipster and the Nerd, the podcast where we discuss movies, TV shows. Comic uh, and Larry movies TV with the podcast where we discuss movies, TV shows, comic books, video <laughs> games, and all manner of geek and pop culture to see what we can make of it. I'm Chris Hanna. With me, of course, is my co-host Brian Brecker and recurring guest Austin Martin Williams. How are y'all doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to be looking at apartments soon, so that's going to fuck up the future oh. podcast schedule, Chris. Uh, but anyway, uh, Austin, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, that's the hardest part about uh, comedy, um, you know? Timing? Timing. Uh, I'm doing all right, um, you know? That, that's really <laughs> okay. it. Timing. Um, timing. Timing. All right, so anyways, we are here today because sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks. But I heard that these two gumshoes are picking up the slack. <laughs> and in this episode of Hipster and the Nerd Rescue Rangers, we're going to be discussing Chippendale Rescue Rangers with Austin here. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is a reboot of a sort. It's sort of like a movie sequel uh, set yeah. out of universe to the original cartoon TV <laughs> but show. Yeah, I do want to. I do want to ask uh, before we before we get into the plot. I do want to ask what is uh, our history with Rescue Rangers, the show of among all of us. Nothing. Like, yeah. So, so as we established, Brian, you have not seen it at all. So <laughs> I thought I thought Chip and Dale was like. You know that Bears movie that had, uh, I thought it was like the Country Bears, how like it started out as an animatronic show, and then they just made a show about it? Oh my god, no. That's what I thought. No, okay. no, no, um, no, no, Austin, what did you know about Chippendale? My history with Chippendale is, is very rich, because, um, you know, not only did, it's a Disney classic, you know, of course I've seen it, um, but also mm -hmm. they're, they're the engineer and inventor characters within the Kingdom Hearts universe. So you see them every time ah. you get a new, a new little device thing. Yes, so they do. I, <laughs> which raises some questions about the universe of this movie. Yeah, they don't mention Kingdom Hearts. Well, actually, there's like a little like Keyblade cameo in, um. Yeah, there's a Keyblade. I'll, we'll talk yes. about it. <laughs> um. Them being my little inventor slaves in Kingdom Hearts. And Chris, uh, what is your history with the Dale and Chip? So, oh, he's indulged in every episode. Well, I was always aware that, like, the classic versions of Chip and Dale existed, 
But uh, my main history of them was through Rescue Rangers itself, which I saw in uh, reruns back on Toon Disney in the early 2000s, if y'all remember oh. that. And um, as someone, and after the movie, um, I, I did go back and like, just before we started recording this, actually, I have now seen all 65 episodes of the show interesting so i am a true monk. i have seen I none of the episodes head. of the show oh so you're like the one character yeah. that's a, the super fan exactly yep. <laughs> um but uh I, I i think the show itself is is good it's not darkwing duck good okay. but it's uh, good it's charming the animation is nice for the time i like the characters it's also fucking weird yes because sometimes there's continuity and sometimes there isn't it's weird like that yeah and uh this movie is directed by akiva schaffer and it is written by dan gregor and doug mand and it stars john mulaney everyone's favorite andy samberg will arnett eric bana Keegan-Michael Key, Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons, Kiki Lane, and, of course, Chris Parnell, Devon McDonald, Tress McNeil, D- Dennis Hazbert, Flula Borg, Tim Robinson, not Tom Robinson, the punk rock uh, band. Sing if you're glad to be gay. Sing if you're happy this way. The Comedian. From our favorite show, everyone's favorite show. I think that you should uh, leave. I think you should leave. Great show. Incredible show. Um, so yeah. yeah, now we will get into the plot, if you will. There's plot? There is plot. Is it just one massive, plot. long There's nostalgia trip? that happens in this film. Sort of. In a world <laughs> co-populated by humans and cartoon characters, Chip and Dale meet in elementary school and become best friends. <laughs> Chip uh, does a little joke where he tries to stab himself in the eye, and uh, and everybody thinks that's totally not funny, except for Dale. They later relocate no, to Hollywood. It it's, it's a Dale does the pencil. I'm joke sorry, I don't know Chip. which one's Chip and which one's Dale. Chip is the one voiced by John Mulaney. Dale is the one voiced by Andy Samberg. Dale has a red right. nose. But when they're kids, they're indistinguishable to me. And Chip has a black nose. Um, there. They, yeah. they later relocate to Hollywood after tearing up the talent shows and after casting as extras in commercials and Full House, go yes. on to star in the successful television series Chip and Dale, not Chip and Dale, it's Chip, Chip and Dale, Dale. Yeah. Rescue Rangers in the early 1990s which you may remember. When Dale gets yeah. his own show, Double O Dare, after a party, the two have a falling out because Dale didn't tell Chip about the show. And uh, his agent, uh, Dave Bolinari, yeah, that guy. <laughs> got him that show. right? <laughs> and uh, they have a falling out leading to both shows' cancellation. Now, 30 years later, Chip is a successful but disillusioned insurance salesman, while Dale spends most of his time on the fan convention circuit. The two are contacted by their old co-star, Monterey Jack, who owes money to the Criminal Valley Gang due to his stinky cheese addiction. Basically, stinky cheese in this universe is basically heroin or cocaine. Wait, 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 wait. wait. (laughs) It's drugs. It's PG drugs. To be clear, the Asian Dale show isn't a real show that came out right well double yeah double o dale is not real although it might be a reference to double o duck which Mm. was a scrapped ducktales uh uh, spy themed ducktales spinoff that would later form the foundation of darkwing duck Um, okay 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 
And one of my yeah. favorite jokes when he's an insurance salesman is when he gives the pitch about the insurance and then he hands over the paper. The paper says the top coercive insurance. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Mon- Monty warns the pair of a trafficking operations where tunes are kidnapped, have their appearances altered, and are shipped overseas to produce bootlegs of their work for the rest of their lives, which is a meta-commentary on the bootleg film industry that exists in the real world, which I thought was pretty fun. Uh, There's a lot of meta gags like that in the movie. Later that night, the two are informed that Monty has been kidnapped. They meet police captain Putty, played by J.K. Simmons, and officer Ellie Steckler, who is in live action. Uh, The police captain Putty is sort of like this, what do you call it? He's a Gumby type character. He's a Gumby. He's a Gumby. But because I've never seen Gumby, I thought, oh, this is Clay World from YouTube with the pancake bombs. Hell yeah. Ten people are gonna get that reference. Mmm, pancakes. Definitely. The latter reveals herself to be a big Rescue Rangers fan, and with police's hands tied, she suggests Chip and Dale investigate on their own, and yes, Chip does get 3D surgery to become a 3D uh, cartoon, which raises a lot of questions about how this universe works. But anyway, Chip and Dale visit Bjornston, the cheesemonger. I, I love it. I like that. Monty's cheese dealer and asks about the Valley Gang. He believes that they are cops until they reveal themselves to be actors. And then he's like, hmm, my boss actually really likes actors. I'm going to take you to him into this trafficking ring. So they are taken to the Uncanny Valley part of town and meet the gang's leader, Sweet Pete, an adult version of Peter Pan, played by Will Arnett. Uh, By the way, before this happened, also, they went to Main Street, which is where all of the really nice-looking cartoons decide to sell their wares and are actually horrible criminals. Wanted to point that also. Yes. And uh, Peter Pan and his henchman Bob and Jimmy. Now, Sweet Pete explains his backstory that he basically, he had his big break with Peter Pan, and then he got acne, and he got uh, facial hair, and nobody wanted to hire him anymore. Put a pin in that. Um, <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll, we'll talk we'll, about it later. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Um, so then what happens is the Pete, realizing they're investigating his bootlegging business, Pete tries to capture the pair, but the chipmunks escape. I can read. The two later share their discoveries with Ellie, learning that she is shunned by Putty due to acting on a bad tip and raiding Nickelodeon Junior Studios with negative results. <laughs> oh they were missing. Peppa Pig was missing. Yes. Now, if they rated Nickelodeon's live-action sitcom, they might find something criminal. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I'm sorry. I know you said to save the jokes till later, but I just really need to talk about the... The Paw and Patrol Snyder. attack Sergeant Henderson. The doctor said he'd never have kids. <laughs> With Ellie's help, the chipmunks sneak into a bathhouse, weird, to steal Pete's fitness tracker. They track his movements to to a dock warehouse, though it is already abandoned by the time the police arrive. Inside, they find a large operating machine designed to alter Toon's bodies that looks a lot like the one that Chip used to turn himself into a 3D monster, only a lot more violent, according to him, along with several Toon parts, including Monty's mustache. At the police station, the pair argue over the loss of Monty and their past feud over the cancelled double O'Dare incident. And uh, they one of them brings up the pog. They have this like collector's pog and he's like, hey, take the collector's pog. He's like, no, I'm not gonna take the collector's pog because 
I don't need it because you should have it because I want to be your friend again. Because Chip is like stuck in the past and has collected all this stuff related to the show a lot like BoJack Horseman does in BoJack Horseman. Anyway, realizing <laughs> uh, they smell the scent of Monty's cologne, which smells like, uh, if I remember correctly, almond cheese and almond, gasoline. Almond, bu- almond butter. Almond butter right. and gasoline. Almond butter and gasoline. You're right. Okay. Realizing either Putty or Ellie is working with Sweet Pete, the two flee the station. At the ongoing fan con, they try to convince Ugly Sonic to ask his FBI contacts. Or By the way, Ugly Sonic is in the movie. Yes. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And then we also get a, an appearance by uh, Ant-Man actor Paul Rudd explaining that he originally pitched the idea for his character as Aunt-Man. Aunt-Man. <laughs> and that they misheard him. Okay. Um, anyway, after that, they at the fan con, they convince Ugly Sonic to ask the FBI contacts <laughs> to help. But Pete and his henchmen arrive, having tracked Dale using his social media posts. In the ongoing chase, so Bob real. is restrained by Tigra and Lumiere from, you know, the... Beauty and the Beast, and other stuff, and arrested, but Chip is caught by Pete and Jimmy and taken to the warehouse. I just love the part, also the part with Lumiere is about to fight the guy, and he's like, be my guest. Guest. Yes. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Ellie is also lured there by Putty, revealing he is part of the Valley Gang, and that he has been doing this this whole time for his sick daughter. No, just kidding. It's for money. Including giving <laughs> Ellie the false Nick Jr. tip. Again, should have looked into Dan Schneider. <laughs> anyway, Sweet Pete has Ellie call Dale to lure him to the warehouse, but Ellie sends a coded message using a Rescue Rangers episode. Dale realizes Ellie is in trouble and contacts Gadget and Zipper, who are characters from Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. And are now married and have 24 children. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Dale enters the warehouse using a firework, which gets lodged into the machine and stops it before it can be used on Chip to turn his butt into a dog snout. Uh, The machine goes haywire, transforming Jimmy into a fairy and Pete into a giant amalgamation of various tunes, including having a cat head. And uh, that's, uh, that's fat cat. From uh, from Cat. Rescue Rangers, he was one of the okay. he was one of the main villains. Yeah. While Ellie fights and defeats Putty in a very gruesome scene, Pete chases Chip and Dale through the warehouse, revealing it to also be where he where the bootleg movies are filmed. And there's a lot of fun like bootleg uh, Easter egg stuff in there. I think it's very funny. Yes. The Chipmunks lure Pete to the docks and use a ploy from the Rescue Rangers episode to trap him, specifically knocking each other on the head to make cartoon birds appear. <laughs> and then the cat part will want to chase the birds. <laughs> now, yes. the, the FBI, led by Ugly Sonic... <laughs> Arrive to arrest Sweet Pete, who fires a cannonball at Chip, but Dale takes the hit to save Chip's life. Chip fears Dale is dead and apologizes for his behaviors over the years and reveals that he only ever, like, met him in the beginning because he needed a friend of his own and that he only acted like he was number two because he was afraid of losing his friend. Aww. Aww. Yes. And then, uh... What happens? Dale reveals he was protected by the golden pog chip that the golden pog that Chip gave him. Now the chipmunks free all the bootlegged tunes, including Monty, and the Rescue Rangers reunite. Dale introduces them to Ellie, who decides to open her own detective agency, which feels like a sequel tease for something. Possibly. And I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, as 
as the team departs, we'll get to the Dale, yeah. Dale convinces them to film a Rescue Rangers reboot, which later releases to great success. And that is the end of Rescue Rangers Chip and Dale, the movie. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Chris, why don't you go down your list of funny things in this movie? Okay. So there's a lot of things that happened um, in this movie. This this might this might be a bit okay. So all right. So right off the bat, you can kind of t- you're you know you're in for this is going to be a weird one because they they make a the right at the Disney Castle logo. They make it into a fusion of different Disney castles because like the Aladdin Castle and like the Frozen Castle and et cetera et cetera. So right off the bat, it's like oh, I see. It's that kind yes. of movie. Okay, here we go. Uh, it's also established early on that apparently some car- that cartoons age, and later on it's confirmed that they have parents, which raises some questions because, like, this is like because this is obviously you know a Roger Rabbit esque universe. You know the cartoons exist as actors, but in How Roger did the 3D Rabbit, three D animated cartoon characters have parents. If 3D animation is a recent invention, <laughs> that is that is also that is a very good question. And well, also, not 3D animated. Why did well? Yeah, I uh, guess. So, yeah, because presumably, so did every 3D character that exists come about that as a 2D character that got CGI surgery later, or are there also characters that are born CGI? I think if the like, parents are CGI. Then the, okay. then the then their offspring is born CGI. But if the parents are cartoons and they're born cartoons and they gotta get the CGI surgery, they, they gotta get the CGI surgery. Okay. Does that mean that Chip is culturally appropriating 3D tunes? Very so potentially. That's Dale. That's Dale. Mm. Dale. Dale. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I thought I thought Dale was regular. No, no, no. Dale no, no. is the regular 2D one. Chip is the one that's basically just Andrew Globerman from Big Mouth. Right? Dale is the one in the Hawaiian shirt. He's the 3D one. <laughs> No, that's Chip. No, 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 no. Chip's the other one. Chip, we've been over this. Chip is Chip the one that sounds John like Mulaney. Andrew from Big Mouth, and that's all I can Dale hear is ever, Andy any, at all. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Which uh, because here's the thing: some of the cartoons age, and some of them don't. Because obviously, Chip and Dale age, and Peter, and Peter Pan, Pan ages, and Peter Pan. But like Flounder, seemingly doesn't age. Monterey and Jack didn't age. Um, I think then the one, of the, uh, one of the Lost age. Boys didn't age. <laughs> yeah. Also, which again raises quite. And also at the convention scene, um, is where it's established the the idea is that every cartoon character, like every incarnation of a cartoon character, is the same actor. Because like we see Baloo as he looks in the Jungle Book remake. And yes. it's said that he's the same Baloo from Tailspin, the the show in the the Disney Afternoon, because Dale's like he was on the Disney Afternoon like me, because there was, because there was <laughs> the Jungle so Book show, yeah, yeah, the Jungle yeah. Book show where Baloo flew a plane, um, <laughs> and there's a jazz rendition of the bare necessity. Necessity is the yeah, symbol. Yeah, so bare it's implied necessity. that so impl- so so it's implied that Baloo got the same CGI surgery, but then in the same scene. Lumiere is there, and he looks like original movie Lumiere, and not Cause, right because he didn't get the CGI surgery. He didn't get the CGI surgery, but then so is 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 Lumiere is in the Lumiere remake? a different person then? Um, I think what it is is that the live action Baloo is a different person than the Disney Baloo. But it no, they say that it's the same Baloo. 
Oh, then he must have had the 3D surgery. Yeah, he must have had the CGI surgery, but Lumiere obviously didn't. Yeah, exactly. So then, yeah. is the remake Lumiere a different person? Well, is it dis- no, no, no. Is he it... got the three. D- he got the three D surgery and then got it reversed. I oh. think. No, I think. Snip, snap, snip, I snap. think it's more like um how they they digitally altered like uh the mustache the must the beard mustache thing off of Superman's face. They just digitally <laughs> altered him in post yes, to make him CG. Oh, but he's actually I just see. So so 2D. so two D Lumiere put on like one of those motion capture suits. Yeah, and then they and put they three D they three D mo him. Okay. One thing I have a question about is basically <laughs> one of the characters in this has a pet dog. I think yes, it's Chip. Chip yeah. has, has a, a pet, pet dog. dog. And but then there's also um you know, this has all the Disney cartoons, which implies that it would also have the Disney dogs like Pluto. Yeah, well a uh, fun and, fact, uh, uh, originally the villain of this movie was going to be Pluto. Like the the original version of this, um uh, that they they even screened it for test audiences actually was that it was Pluto was the villain and he was jealous that Chip and Dale got more popular than him. So he wanted revenge and they screened this for test audiences and test audiences hated it, which is why, <laughs> it, it, which is why it was obviously changed. Um, mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I also have the question of why does Chip have a dog that's, that's bigger than him? That is, that's my, well, question. my question is do both non-talking cartoon dogs that are pets, sentient talking cartoon dogs that are not pets and live-action dogs that are pets exist all in the same yes. universe. Yes. That Okay, fine, sure. <laughs> I see no reason why this should not be how it works. Okay, I yes. also like the, the, the joke in the opening narration. Like, I'm, like, what's the first thing you think of when you hear the words Chippendale? I'm sure it's Thomas Chippendale, adventure of the such-and-such such cabinet. <laughs> think of Kingdom Hearts. cabinet, Hearts. Thomas. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's a good joke. Uh, Blaster from G1 Transformers has a cameo in the talent show. He's in the audience. Yep. Okay. Sure. There's another part when he turns into, like, um, when the villain turns into, like, a monstrosity. Yeah, when the, the villain end, turns into a hybrid, one of his parts turns into is into Transformers. It, yeah, also. one of his parts is an Optimus Prime leg. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that. Um, well, okay. this movie certainly has more than meets the eye. Ba-da-ba-ba-da. Um, I also like, so obviously Chip and Dale are known for having squeaky voices, and in this movie they aren't, but they actually explain it in that the high-pitched voices were were an acting choice, and they did bring back the original Rescue Rangers voice actors for Chip and Dale, Corey Burton and Tress McNeil, to do the high-pitched parts, with Tress McNeil also reprising her role as Gadget later, and Corey Burton reprising his role as the high-pitched version of Zipper. And we'll get to those two momentarily. Um, Well, that's nice continuity. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy that. I just, I, I like they did not voice. get either of uh, Monterey Jack's voice actors back, uh, though. Um, he's just Eric Bana <laughs> for some reason. Yes. Yeah, they got Jim Cummings back to do uh, some lines as Fat Cat and uh, a certain character that will pop up at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, <laughs> sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Anyways, um, I like the bird gag that uh brian brought up earlier um and the awkward laughing which does in fact happen in basically every rescue rangers episode (laughs) basically every episode ends with someone telling a stupid pun and the characters laughing (laughs) so do they laugh like a little too long every time but they um, fade out right that's i think that's why they fade out they fade out while laughing In in the show they fade out i think the joke is that 
they would joke is that in the filming process they would not they would laugh out. for like too long and it would just come <laughs> off as really awkward. I thought that part was funny. Yeah, I like that part. So also, so the Rescue Rangers production in universe goes for three years before the show is canceled. But the and apparently they made over three hundred episodes in universe. Um, which you know, so it had a were, soap opera type schedule. Yeah, then. they were making. Yeah, they were making at least two to three episodes per week on top of doing press tours and promotional rackets and everything else. What raises the question of when the fuck did they sleep? Um, <laughs> they're chipmunks. They don't need to sleep. Yes, they do. Chipmunks don't sleep. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Have you ever seen a sleeping chipmunk? I should have no. an argument for that, but I don't. Exactly. Um, exactly, you don't. Now, I want to say, in reality, uh, Rescue Rangers, as I mentioned above, only had 65 episodes, because back in that time, kids shows in particular were made basically so they could go into syndication. Um, you know, they didn't really have continuity. They didn't really have specific... That, well, they would have beginnings. They would have, like, pilots. Um, not that that mattered for Rescue Rangers, considering the five-part uh, pilot doesn't come until episode 13. <laughs> <laughs> Which is bizarre. Um, and, and uh, yeah, so basically for Rescue Rangers, like, they did... So, and this is why, like, if you go back to, like, old cartoons, like... You'll see, like, season one will have 60 or 70-something episodes, and then any other seasons have, like, eight or ten or whatever. It's because they would always have huge initial production orders so they could get into syndication. And that was the case for Rescue Rangers, where they had the 65-episode production order so they could go into syndication. And then they just didn't make any more (laughs) after that, for whatever reason, even though it was actually pretty popular. Um, Whatever. Uh, Roger Rabbit is in the movie. Um, He dances at at the party. Um, he's voiced by Charles Fleischer, his original voice actor. And Hell also, yeah. yeah, which is cool. But I also have a question. So is this movie meant to take place in the same universe as Roger yes. Rabbit? Or is Roger Rabbit another actor and who framed Roger Rabbit is a movie he was in? <laughs> I think that this is part of the Roger Rabbit verse. Okay. And I don't see anything that necessarily contradicts that. I can't remember if classic Chip and Dale were in Roger Rabbit because if they, I don't were... believe they were. Okay, I thought they mentioned they, having if... like a cameo in something. Well, because hmm. if they if they were in Roger Rabbit, that would contradict with this movie because this movie does not acknowledge that the '40s and '50s era of Chip and Dale happened at all. Like Chip and yep. Dale's career apparently begins and ends with Rescue Rangers. Um, I mean, kind of doesn't it though? I mean, yeah. I mean, you're not entirely wrong. I mean, like, obviously, people, they're they're recognizable characters, and they have, like, the little parts, and like, oh, my God, it's Chip and Dale, but, like, no one's really like, oh, I can't wait for that new new Chip and Dale to drop. Yeah, everyone got really hyped for Park Life. Well, (laughs) I'd like to talk about, I'd like to talk about, uh, let's have a depressing aside, uh, the Sweet Pete character uh, was was, an interesting choice here. Uh, if I okay, could explain so it, because uh, I, 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 I I'm heavily invested in this briefly. in this backstory. Uh, so, in when Peter Pan was made, uh, the voice actor was an up and coming child star named Bobby Driscoll. Now, Bobby Driscoll went on to win a bunch of awards, like he won an Academy Award for Best Young Performer in a movie. I think it was called The Window. It's a thriller, kind of like a '40s Rear Window type film. Uh, besides that, he uh, was in a bunch of different roles as a kid, 
And as he grew older, he got acne and he grew facial hair and nobody wanted uh, to yeah. hire him for anything. Disney kind he kind became... of like threw him out on the street just like a yep. few months after Peter Pan came out. And, uh, and then he he became addicted to to hard drugs like yeah, heroin he, and yeah cocaine. he struggled to get acting work yep. afterwards which led to his heroin addiction and he would die of an overdose at I believe around age thirty one I want to say yeah well that's um, the other thing is that he died practically anonymous and it took a while for people to actually realize who it was that had actually died which is really sad um, besides that he was also part of the underground art scene with Andy Warhol for a bit. All this just to say, the backstory to Sweet Pete is a little too uncomfortably close it's, to the real-life story of Bobby it's Driscoll. Very, it's very awkward. It makes the movie feel... It makes that part of the movie very awkward, and I think... I it's don't an know interesting if, choice. I just don't, I don't know, know if the writers the were way. intending to make that reference, although I think Disney knew that people were going to see the parallels, because when the trailer right. that introduced this character came out, Disney was very quick to say, no, this is a new character. His name is Mean Dean, completely different. And mean then they Dean. Don't, which, <laughs> which is a name that is not referenced in the movie at all. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I think will... I think part of it may have been because they had planned a different villain, as you said in the beginning. So they may have put this in into the film, uh, not thinking about it as much as other parts of the film's construction. Perhaps. I think that is that is a very strong possibility. I also will say that even though I agree that it is kind of uncomfortable, I don't know if I really if I could really get behind some of the like the boycott rescue rangers stuff that happened because of it. Because like guys, there th wait, that's a thing. Yeah, that was a thing that <laughs> happened uh, because of the wow. Bobby Driscoll shit. And I'm like, look, I get that it's kind of uncomfortable. I get that it's uncomfortable, but also the man's been dead for 50 years. Who are you getting outraged for exactly? And I, like, and I mean, like, if they had, you know, gone like full like in that direction with the character then like i could understand it's the outrage because now you're kind of like profiting off i guess the no story. it's mostly just incidental character yeah details. and that's yeah, what i'm saying yeah. it's like incidental it's just like weird it's what mostly did you think a was weird coincidence what, what like, do people think was gonna happen when peter pan grew up did you think that like he'd have a happy ending in the context of rescue rangers like it's just very coincidental like how it worked and the similarities with real life yeah. to an extent yeah, I, I mean, I, I must believe, I think, that um, they they probably knew of the story of what happened to Bobby Driscoll, and they just didn't uh, necessarily think through the implications of including it mm -hmm. as much as they maybe should have. But, you know, that's, that's I mean, that's not a horrible problem. I think you can mostly uh, accept the film even with that part, because um, the thing is, Sweet Pete isn't a hugely involved deep character the movie doesn't really revolve around sweet pete he is the antagonist yeah he is a he is more of a yeah. force than a but character in a lot of the ways. movie's oh. whole arc is about chip and dale coming back together and you know it's it's the whole we've been disconnected for two decades we need to come back together and learn that what we did back in the past was actually a good thing storyline and like you've seen before in a lot of different yeah. i'm glad they didn't take the route of like making the old rescue rangers main villains like the main villain of the movie because i feel like that's just <laughs> too easy and predictable we're yeah. going back up against the same foes we did years ago ah well, I mean, like, it's I been mean, so dumb before I mean, I mean they sort of bring in fat cat like they bring in fun, fat cat but, but obviously yeah. he's like basically just for parts <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they bring in like parts of that guy. And, like, they just bring really in his hand, <laughs> like, and, and just... it's still it's still Pete anyway. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yes. But um, um, no, okay. I, I think they did that pretty well. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, um, so uh, other thing about this movie. So overall, I think the animation in this is really good. Like, I think yes, they blend I do like the multi the mixed media. 
with the animation variant, mm-hmm. like the 2D animation, the 3D animation, the claymation. The one thing that feels a little off for me is that for the Rescue Rangers characters and for Sweet Pete, instead of actual 2D animation, they have this cell shading. Yeah, you just don't tell like the Tom and Jerry method. It's 3D made yep. to look like 2D, and it looks weirdly cheaper than the rest of the movie. And like, it's it's yeah. mostly fine. It, but it does kind of undercut because like the central visual gag of the movie is that one of these title characters is in 2D and the other is in 3D. But they're actually it doesn't both really in work 3D. If they're both in 3D. <laughs> yeah. Like so, it it just it feels a little off. It's and, not it's not and too I think bad. What makes but... it what makes it worse is that you see other characters who actually are in this 2D like yeah, on I, top I, of I real world. So it's like they, they definitely could have done it for yeah. one of the main characters. I think the only I, like the only reason I can think of is like an issue of like maybe like time, time and budget, budget yeah. constraints yeah. like you know like these are the main characters they need to do more complex movements so you know we need to be able to animate them in 3d because we know how to do that more but like, God, as soon as I... yeah the decline of 2d animation is kind of sad honestly though still yeah <laughs> like i want it back me too and please. as soon as i saw like the cell shading on his fur i was like god it's exactly the issue i had with like the animation in tom and jerry well here's the thing like, tom and so jerry... smooth Honestly, well, like the Tom and Jerry's a terrible movie. Well, okay, terrible movie. Yeah, this but is the a animation much better. You cannot. Like, this is a much better movie than the Tom similar. and Jerry movie. But I will say, I feel like the 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 cell shading in that looked looked noticeably better. I me. will say that. Um, I think what I mean, like I think my general gripe is just the fact that they weren't two D. Dr- I mean, Tom and Jerry movie aside, just the way that like they're so like smooth at all mm-hmm. sides to give yeah. the implication yeah. that they are flat, but then like. They do things that obviously imply that they aren't flat, and it looks strange now. Like I think yeah. I realized that they were actually like three D animated when Chip, um, he was like leaving the place and he turned and walked. When he was holding the cake, he walked up to Dale at the anniversary, whatever the heck it was. He had the cake, and I'm like, this looks so weird because the cake is real. <laughs> the cake is like a real thing, and it's just, it is, oh god, it's so. I mean, like you get used to it. It's not like a big complaint, but you can't unsee yeah, it once I mean... you notice it. Yeah. Of all of the recent live-action animation hybrids, which have mostly been garbage, in yeah. my opinion, this is definitely <laughs> yeah. the best one, Yeah, no, I'd top say. tier. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, especially it's, it's probably the best one since, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I'd say. Well, no, best since uh, Looney Tunes back in action. Um, uh, I mean, it's better than Looney Tunes certainly back better than Space Jam oh, 2. I have to I have to disagree with you about Looney Tunes back in action, because that movie well, is... Well, you're a Looney Tunes movie. back in action stan, so you really I are. disagree with that. I know. Yes. I will. I will steal for that movie any day of the week. Um, it's a masterpiece. But anyways, yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> one of these days we so have to do. So, what else did you have to say about this movie? Chris? Okay, so I like the two uh, uh, Star Wars cosplay mice. That was yes. fun. Yes. And then okay, because Disney owns everything, and they can put it in the movie. And including things. But they... then again, there's a lot of stuff that they don't own that's in this movie that's yeah. very confusing to me. Which I actually, I appreciate that because, you know, like with Roger Rabbit, it, was, it wasn't just like one company. And I think yeah, that's I, I really this... don't like the whole IP flip thing with Space Jam yeah, 2. I, I think that's what makes this that. works better than like something like Space Jam 2 or, or even Ready Player One. Like Ready Player One had some stuff that WB didn't own, but it was mostly... WB properties and Space Jam right. 2 was all WB properties. What to be oh. fair was ju- was was like a thing in the story. Just like, thinking of it, it oh. in the interest of complete <laughs> fairness, it like that was. 
this, you know, they you know how video games have asset flips? A well, movies server. have IP flips. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but for real. My point being is that I think unlike those movies, and I didn't even hate either of those movies. Um, I'm, but like Ready Player One is kind of a misguided but earnest admiration of stuff without that really much earnest. to say. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly earnest. Um, and then well, the, the author's name. Ernest Klein. Yeah, uh, yes, exactly. Um, and then Space Jam 2 is look at all of the stuff we own and watch us not do things with it. They just sort of sit in a big field. Um, and, and yep. but with Chippendale, it, it seems more... It seems more... Um, it has things the inclusions to say. seem almost more like... It seems more authentic in the sense that it feels like they put the stuff in here because they actually like it, mm-hmm. yeah. and not just because they think people would recognize Especially it. Like, I don't know who the fuck Tigra is. Yeah, but she was in Avengers, Avengers at some point. United yeah. They stand. I like how that's the one like Marvel cameo. Uh, aside from Paul Rudd, the one right. Marvel cameo is from the Avengers. Is from the forgotten Avengers cartoon that. But we'll give Disney credit. They likes. didn't. They didn't milk the fuck out of the MCU for like cameos and. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they put in a lot of like deep cut animation stuff in here that I'm like I recognize that but I don't know what it's from. Like you know? me and my family were having competitions trying to like name which character that was and we couldn't figure yeah. out like is the polar bear? I thought he was a Coca Cola. I, th- I think bear. he's supposed to be the Coca Cola polar bear. I thought but he was like, the Coca Cola bear. But there's we also think he's the um the, the polar bear from the Golden Compass. Oh, oh, that is possible. And that, like, makes, I that makes more Rogan sense. Is a Beowulf yeah, character. he's definitely know, not the polar bear from Norm of the North. I know, yeah, definitely, definitely not. not. Um, I know the sna- I know the Flula Borg snake is an original character. Yes. So yeah. you know, you could you could stop guessing there. Anyways, all right, let's talk about Ugly Sonic. Um, because I love Ugly Sonic. Ugly a lot Sonic's of the kind convention of circuit of that Dale is doing is, of course, the scrapped version of Sonic the Hedgehog with the with the weird eyes and the human teeth that everyone hated. And I really just want to know, I just want to get Akiva Schaefer like behind closed doors and just be like, okay, off the record, what the fuck kind of dirt do you have on Paramount that you, <laughs> that they let you put this well, in Well, so book? I don't think, nobody wants to own it anymore. I think exactly. You can buy it for five bucks, I bet. I, I think, I, I think, watched... I think, cause, especially because the licensing around him is bizarre because Paramount is not listed in the credits. Neither Paramount right. nor Sega. But also, some of the cameo companies aren't listed in the credits either. And there's some speculation that they might have gotten away with it just on the basis of parody. And nobody wants to claim a copyright on this monstrosity right. anymore. Well, the thing is, but, the, the whole Ugly Sonic thing, it's a joke about how bad the original concept was. Which yeah, is making parody. a point and would be fair use. Yeah. yeah. Which is, so, yeah. And they, the fact that you refer to him exclusively as Ugly Sonic. Exclusively and, as right. Ugly Sonic. They get a different voice actor than the movie. Um, uh, as the, the aforementioned Tim Robbins. <laughs> I do, assume I do the like how they always focus it on the courtesy teeth. going on. The, the, well, then, then again, yeah, there's also think, the, the cats from the live-action cats in this movie. Yes. Now, yes, Free- the cats yeah, from the, the live Uncanny Valley, cats are in uh... the Uncanny Valley. And, okay, so uh, the, the other thing about Ugly Sonic is that apparently some of the VFX artists who worked on Sonic and had to make that terrible design against their will mm-hmm. also worked on this movie, oh, on yeah. that Sonic. <laughs> and they, uh, they, they, it's not reused assets. They rebuilt the model from scratch. They are like, hey, remember <laughs> those terrible mistakes you were forced to make on Just that, on that one them movie? All. We want you to make them again. <laughs> I like how whenever there's a scene with Ugly Sonic, I feel like this movie isn't real. And I've entered some sort of like nightmare world, you know, because it keeps like 
It keeps like zooming in on the teeth. Yeah, because the in first, a way that's like not usual teeth. for like children's like the, movies. The first like, time, the, the first time Dale meets Ugly Sonic, they just focus in on the teeth, which is obviously what everyone <laughs> did, and he's just like horrified. And then, <laughs> and then when when Chip meets him, they do the same gag again. Yeah, everyone, I was, like, talks about, everyone talked about the human teeth, but I still could never get over the human legs, the weird muscular legs. <laughs> and they even make but a joke. The they eyes? saw my legs, the, and they the, fucking the eyes that me. are really far apart. Yeah, the eyes that yeah. are weirdly yeah. Everyone's talking. We did a episode on the Sonic movie. We talked about how terrible that design was. Um, yes, we talked about both Sonic films. Go yes. listen to our back catalog. I didn't, listen yes. to, I didn't watch the second one yet, but I hear it's okay. Uh, the, the episode's great. Yeah, the episode's great. Uh, yeah, but it's about not, the movie. It's not just okay. Oh, the I, movie's I, I fine. The, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. I didn't hear the episode. So, uh, I, yeah, yeah, Chris, yeah. what else do you have to say about this movie? Okay. Um, alright, so, let me see. Um, I like, also, I like the implication. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the design, I'm sorry. <laughs> of course. Um, right, I also just like that Ugly Sonic gets a TV show with the FBI called Ugly Sonic Uglier Crimes. <laughs> I like that a lot, yes. And he wears, a, and he wears, like, a weird jacket, like he's someone's stepdad. <laughs> well, even when he saves them at the end of the movie, they zoom in on his teeth again. <laughs> yes, they I love- do. I feel like I'm living in the Truman Show. Yes. I love how at his, at, also, his, at his little stand, he has, like, all these little, like, fan arts in the background that are, like, representing different things. Yeah, yeah I think like, like, one he's in, like, like some Halo armor or something. Yeah, one he's in Halo, <laughs> one he's, like, like in Fast and Furious or something. The other one he's holding the glass, like, he's, um, you know, uh, like, that one guy, uh, the most interesting man in the world that sells yeah, the, the beer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the most interesting also, hedgehog in the world. I also, I also, I also love the scene uh, during that where Lumiere accidentally burns the money, and he's like, "Oh, I really needed that cash." I'm like, "Yeah, I, I, I feel you, Lumiere. I feel you." Yeah. Um. And so, all right. Oh, okay. So we are. We also already the talked fact about his name is written in his fur, which just looks really ugly on a sign. Yeah. Um. Which okay. All right. I'm sorry. I know I've been fixating this on a long time, but the Ugly Sonic thing also raises questions about the universe. So, how does Ugly Sonic exist, um, in universe? If like CGI, <laughs> like, wouldn't Ugly Sonic have gotten CGI surgery to look like he does in the actual film? Because no. if not, then that implies that ugly because the the movie treats Ugly Sonic and Sonic as separate entities. Which yeah, no, implies... they're two different actors. That the first actor was probably fired halfway through the film and then replaced with yeah. the other actor. Mm-hmm. Which which also implies that in universe, because uh, Sonic in the movie was always voiced by Ben Schwartz, even when he had the ugly design, it implies that for the trailer, they dubbed ugly Sonic's lines with regular Sonic without thinking they should cast regular Sonic. You're really overthinking this, and I applaud you for your effort. I definitely didn't give it that much thought, bro. Do the other Sonics (laughs) from all the other Sonic media exist um, as separate actors in-universe, including video game Sonic, like, and Boom Sonic, and all the other Sonics, and before you're like, well, the video games don't operate on the same rules as the cartoon characters in this universe. Yes, they do, because... You know, you're actually making a really good case that this doesn't take place in the Roger Rabbit universe, because I think this movie takes the same sort of, like, approach to its universe as, like, a joke. Like, you know, like, they don't care if it's consistent. Whereas the Roger Rabbit verse cared a lot if it was yeah. consistent, at least from what I remember. Because yeah. basically, what, what I was saying is, at the bootlegging facility, there's a Keyblade, which means yeah. that Sora exists. 
which also yes. raises further questions. Of course, Thor about... exists. Yeah, and, and that means Kingdom Hearts is real. Yeah, Kingdom yes. Kingdom Hearts exists, and which which means that like there are also because obviously he goes into various Disney worlds in those games, including you know the Jungle Book and and Beauty and the Beast and Peter Pan, which so raises I don't questions. Even think, about I don't even think this movie takes place on the real Earth. I think this is some this is some weird crossover Earth in the middle. That all these characters ah, come and they live in and they they formed like this very mirror human world yeah. society. Yeah. And, and you know, it's like, you know, you know, like how Rick and Morty does does <laughs> interdimension uh television or whatever. Yeah, interdimensional cable. Well, <laughs> interdimensional and, cable. We'll talk about Rick and Morty later. Um but, and also <laughs> as Austin, Austin mentioned, Chip and Dale are in those games, which raises further questions. <laughs> well, I like the way that this movie really satirizes, like, the film industry and uh, the entertainment industry generally. I think it's a lot of fun. And they have, like, a lot of great jokes, like Batman. uh, E.T. versus Batman, yeah. Yeah, where E.T. starts crying. It's like, I'm sorry, Batman. That was was really funny. Bat. (laughs) And and, and it's it's, it's the Batman versus Superman, like, power armor Batman. Yes. (laughs) I like how we're still making fun of BVS. It'll never get old. <laughs> It'll never get old. Also, uh, I I I find the line where Ch- where Chip is in his apartment and he's like a message on my landline. I don't like that. I find That's that fair. very exactly. Relatable. I don't like getting messages. I don't even have a landline anymore. Yeah, I don't have a landline either. Why Fuck are you calling landline. me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why are you calling me instead of just texting closest me? landline is uh is the uh sidewalk closest landline is when my phone is plugged into the wall yeah okay mm. so all right. closest landline is the cocaine outside <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. well i mean monty does owe cheese buddy to the to the valley gang <laughs> yeah well there's some the weird like dark drug jokes in this movie you know with the cheese the stinky, yeah. cheese. The stinky I'm cheese i'm dairy free <laughs> Alright, Chris, what else do you have to say about this movie? Okay, I feel like we as a society need to have a conversation about the fact that Gadget and Zipper fucked. Gadget, yeah, after 65 um, episodes of I sexual approve. tension between Gadget, Chip, and Dale, Gadget ends up with the fucking fly, and they yep. had 42 children Tiny and counting. Well, they're obviously part of the Quiverful movement. What? What? The Quiverful movement is an is a extremist Christian movement to try and have as many Christian babies as possible. Oh my fuck! I mean, well, is a chipmunk okay. with a fly really Christian? No, no, no. Gadget's I don't a think mouse. so. Gadget's a mouse. Uh, I think it's just like they have a lot of babies because ants have a not ants like insects have a lot of babies. Yeah, but in the general. yeah, but the babies are coming out of Gadget. Um, well, they're also chimeras, guys. which raises more questions. <laughs> The chimeras. I mean, you say the religious. <laughs> you make it sound really badass. You say the religious. You <laughs> mentioned the the religious thing. Um, weird. Uh, real world note. Uh, there yes. is an actual cult in Russia that worships gadget. Really? Yes. You How do I join? The female <laughs> communist icon, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I. Which is especially nothing, bizarre. Nothing more communist than a hardworking woman. Which is woman. made even more bizarre by the fact that there's an episode of Rescue Rangers about a cult. <laughs> I mean, that's well, where they got their origin story. Uh, she she definitely supports Ukraine, though. 
Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Gadget yes. definitely uh, supports Ukraine. Um, All you people listening thought you could stop thinking about the war with Chippendale Rescue Rangers. You're wrong. I'm going to bring it up every episode. <laughs> I got yeah. a YouTube ad about Ukraine needing money for weapons. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, I just <laughs> I just can't believe we are at a place where Zipjit is canon. Of course it is. I mean, how canon do we want to count that? I, I know. I knew nothing different. I mean, this is my first Chippendale media. <laughs> so, experience. is this movie fully like acknowledged as just being canon? Because um, this, yes. this means so much. If it well, is, well, sort of, because as as we mentioned, their version of Rescue Rangers, the show, has obviously way more episodes than the actual Rescue Rangers show did. Mm. Um, Release the unreleased episodes. If they yeah, exist. The, the 200 yes. plus other episodes i mean they reference exactly. do they only reference the episodes that do exist no they are uh, they reference several fictitious episode titles there are two that are real uh mm-hmm. dirty rotten there are two that i can think of that are real dirty rotten diapers mm-hmm. and when you fish upon a star which is the code later um right those are both real um mm-hmm. but i think everything else was made up um Anyways, yes. uh, I think it's canon. I definitely think it's canon. I think Disney should go back and make those 200 episodes that are missing. Yeah, put them on. Put them on Disney Plus. People will watch them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, all right. So Monty gets kidnapped. Uh, the donut cops from Wreck It Ralph have a cameo doing the investigation stuff. Uh, yes. J.K. Simmons. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Uh, there's the cop Ellie who became a detective. Because of Rescue Rangers. Um, yes. Which I think is... I, I mean, I guess that's like... I, I'm sure. Why not? Definitely yeah. one of the best reasons I've ever heard. Yeah, you know? Definitely yeah. a reason I've, really, I've asked a cop this. And he, he definitely told me I was inspired by um Paul Blart, Mall Cop. <laughs> <laughs> to become, Paul Blart, to become Mall a real Cop, cop. Too. He is my uh, hero. Yeah, okay. this is a real thing. So let's see. Alright, so after they go... So they, they find their first clue, because they have to go to the cheese shop... Dale apparently has a human car, right, even though they make chipmunk-sized cars. And while they're driving the car, they run into one of the cars from Cars, the movie. Yes. Yes. That was a fun that joke. That is a reference. So now, like now this adds in, so this means the Cars universe is real. Yeah. Well, yes. the, the Cars, so I guess the, the actors in Cars, the Cars in Cars are actors that are sentient cars. Yes. Yes. Which, so, so do you think there's just, you know, these endless multi-spanning dimensions that each, like, because, you know, the Cars universe is a lot more in debt. Like, obviously, we see more Cars if it was really like yeah, the Cars which, universe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Cars universe is already incredibly fucked before you bring in the meta angle. So, so now, now, now we have a couple of them just hanging out in, like, this meta hotspot. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what I like about the movie is how meta it is in general, the way that it, it basically occupies... The realm between uh, fiction and uh, and the production of fiction. Yeah. I think that's a lot of fun. Uh, also, yeah. I guess I'm glad that Dale has like a full size car because I can only imagine how dangerous it would have been driving around like a chipmunk size like Ferrari. I like how they make a joke that he's overcompensating. Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. Um, I also I don't even like know how what overcompensating uh, means. the 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 Rescue Rangers episode title card that pops up here, and then when they get out of the car onto Main Street, you can actually briefly see in the background the Great Expectations mural from Spider Verse. So oh, Chip and Dale, how they get that from Sony? Chip and Dale are canon to the Spider Verse, so I expect them. Of course, <laughs> I I fully expect Chip and or Dale to show up in Across the Spider Verse. This is. I have another question. Some of the kids in this movie are cartoons, but they don't seem to be from movies. 
I think... Are some people just cartoons in this universe? Well, while cartoons can get jobs other than entertainers in this universe, which is another okay. differentiation from Roger Rabbit, because if I remember correctly, all the cartoons in that worked in the entertainment industry. Well, that's because Roger Rabbit was an allegory yeah, for the yeah, exploitation yeah, yeah. of black entertainers yes, in the 1940s. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, so, so they go on to Main Street. Uh, there's the line about Muppet fights. Uh, Linda Flynn Fletcher from Phineas and Ferb is here. Um, she's serving yes. pies. Um, oh, yeah. I, wa- yeah. I want to see a Muppet fight. <laughs> Underground. And, well, because the, the, the not-Swedish chef runs the Stinky Cheese Market, and I have to yes. wonder if if the Lonely Island went to Disney and was like, hey, can we use the actual Swedish chef for this? And then the Muppets people were like, no. <laughs> you know there's some guy. Absolutely not. That is where we draw the line. You know there's some guy who's watched this movie like 50, like maybe like 55 times now trying to find every single reference and catalog it. Oh, 100%. You mean Chris? Oh, no. Chris has only no. seen it like, you know, seven times so far. Yeah, yeah I've, seen, I've seen it twice. <laughs> Um, All right, Chris, what what other uh, thoughts and comments do you have about this movie? Um, I love them going to the Uncanny Valley. It's such a, it, well, one, it's just a clever joke. You know, the Valley Gang, Uncanny Valley, you know. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, the cats from Cats are there. and The like, warrior from the horrible fucking Beowulf animated film is there. Yeah, and he's voiced by Seth Rogen. Um, he's got yes. those Polar Express eyes. <laughs> the bootlegging... Uh, is a is good comment is is a good meta commentary and also it's very strange that Disney went all right we're gonna make a movie where infringing on our copyright is analogous to human trafficking and we're not gonna be yeah. subtle about it at all. <laughs> well, I mean, those bootleg movies do exist and they are fucking terrible. Yes, they fair. are. I mean, yeah, yeah I've I've seen several of them actually. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I was trying to watch the worst movies ever made. There's a billboard for Lego Miserables. I wish that ah. was real. I really wish yeah, that there's, was real. There's a couple like good billboard jokes. There's a bunch of jokes in the background. This movie would be good for rewatches for that reason, yes. I think. 100%. Yes. Yeah, cuz like I think earlier on there are billboards like for a bunch of like uh, of, like different reboots that Chip is angry about like uh, Fast and Furious Babies which will probably happen eventually. Um, let's be real. I would watch Fast and Furious Babies. Are those um, yeah. pigs just supposed to be Disney pigs? Or are they yeah, the pigs they, yeah, from Animal I think Farm? They're the, cause I think they're from the three little pig, the old three little pigs short. If it was from Animal Farm, that would be... I don't think <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> I don't think George Orwell would have approved. <laughs> I don't think it's Animal Farm. I think it's the three little pigs Disney short. Okay, um, I would just think it would, it would be hilarious if it was, um, if it was from Animal Farm. And that would be funny, but <laughs> I don't think it's animal. They're Park. just Disney pigs. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, also, uh, Scrooge McDuck has a has a little cameo, voiced by David Tennant from the twenty seventeen ah. uh, reboot. You of- mean you mean the the tenth Doctor? People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big like ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Yes, he was the he was the tenth Doctor, but also Gucci Dobby. Yes, Gucci um, Dobby. Yes. So there's a scene when like uh, they leave the apartment when like you know one of those background arts, and it's just Dobby and Gucci. Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf. Yeah, <laughs> and a Gucci. That, yeah. that just happens. <laughs> this is canon now. Fuck you, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> it has to be Gucci Dobby. 
Dhabi Gucci. Gucci Dhabi. And then they have this way too fucking funny rap about not yes. eating whale. <laughs> I would never Don't in a eat million whale. years eat whale. First of all, they're endangered. <laughs> he's Jim, exactly. he's tailed, will never fail. Because neither of us will ever eat whale. <laughs> exactly. Oh my fucking god. So anyways, then they, they find the bootlegging facility, which leads into the discovery of a toon kidnapping racket where they want to give Garfield muscles. Um, and they Makes get sense. they get trapped in the plastic surgery machine. This is where the first Rick and Morty reference happens because they mm. the machine shows them being rendered in different animation styles, and one of oh, them is Rick uh, and Morty. Oh, uh, 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 geez, Dale, I don't I don't uh, know about this. Uh, come on, Chip. Uh, it's come a Rick and Morty voice. It's a funny joke because it's from Rick and Morty. <laughs> you gotta shove the nuts way far up your butt, Chip. You gotta shove those nuts way far up your butt, Chip. All right. Oh, jeez, Chris. Uh, I like the Mission Impossible laser slide. That's fun. Um, yeah. And all right, Dale. Why do you still have tracking enabled on your on your phone? Why did? Why you're in the middle I of a sensitive police case? Phone. Yeah, but you're not in the middle of a sensitive police case where where gang where a gang is after you. You don't know, Brian. <laughs> is there you something don't know you're my life? To, is there something you're trying to tell me? What kind of drugs do you take? It's nothing like that. What the hell is wrong with you? So then Chip and Dale have have some drama, and uh, this is also where I put in my notes. Thank God this movie doesn't have fart jokes in it, because it feels yes. like the kind of movie that would have fart jokes, and it doesn't, and. I'm they grateful. respect us too much to have fart jokes. I'm grateful for the restraint. Um, yes. Also, apparently, Butthead from Beavis and Butthead is running for senator in this universe. <laughs> I feel like that's a commentary on something. <laughs> yes. Um, I like the line of, Grandparents are terrible at electronics. That's their whole thing. Because um, so, they go back to the convention, because as we mentioned, Dale needs the FBI contact from Ugly Sonic, which is where we are... Which is where it is proven that Sonic and Ugly Sonic are separate entities. Which again raises questions about just how many Sonics exist in this universe. Ten. Exactly ten. Exactly ten. Which ones? <laughs> you know which ones. Anyways, okay. what else you have to say? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, there's a there's a My Little Pony cameo, which proves that the ponies in My Little Pony are actually little ponies because they're barely any bigger than chipmunks. Um, because if you've and ever been, the bronies a, went wild. That the bronies did indeed wild, and the uh, and there's a pickle Rick cosplayer. Yes, they um, see him for like half. He's like in this screen for like probably like a second, if that, and they just dash past him. Yeah, doesn't even say he, anything, but he's, he's definitely but, he's mm, definitely pickle Rick. He, there's he, no way you can yeah. see that and be like that's not pickle Rick. It is very clearly pickle Rick. It's it's, it's that pickle Rick. A pickle Rick. I turned myself into a chipmunk, Morty. <laughs> we are not. Referencing Pickle Rick, Rick. my Christian podcast. <laughs> oh, there's um, also Johnny Bravo Fitness. When they, uh, they're they yes. driving, they pass the Oh, yeah, there. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> getting some Cartoon Network references in there. Uh, He-Man and Skeletor in this movie, uh, both voiced by Alan Oppenheimer, uh, the original voice ah. of Skeletor. And I forget whether he was also the original voice of He-Man, but whatever, they brought him, they have him voice He-Man anyway. Which, again, raises questions about, like, okay, if... Some of the cartoon characters are the incarnations of the other actors. Then why don't He-Man and Skeletor look like the new He-Mans instead of the old He-Mans that they actually look like? But because nostalgia. 
Nostalgia, Chris. Okay. Anyway, stop trying to figure out the way this. I want my nostalgia. Flying bedroom boy. Flying yes. Jasper. <laughs> Jasper the dead ghost kid. Beauty yes. and the cursed dog man and spaghetti dogs. Yeah. Um. Uh. I like. I like the scene where when they the, like they you know grab whatever disguises you can and then Chip gets his rescue rangers outfit because they accidentally ran through an Indiana Jones booth <laughs> because yes. Chip and Dale's rescue rangers outfits were of course inspired by Indiana Jones and Magnum PI. Um. Fun fact, weirdly related to that, uh, one of the original actors up for Indiana Jones was Tom Selleck. Chris, how many pages of notes did you take for this movie? So anyway, what happens next? <laughs> um, I like the Seth Rogen No Way Home scene, where Seth Rogen live-action Pumbaa uh, does the Seth Rogen laugh with Bob from Monsters vs. Aliens and uh, Mantis from Kung Fu Panda at the expense of Seth Rogen Beowulf guy. <laughs> All right. What else? Well, okay. So, what else did you think about everything else? Okay. Uh, Real fast. Jack Skellington apparently embezzles money from his own charity. Um, yes. That happens. Fun facts. Uh, Putty's a dirty cop who did it for the money. Um, and gave Ellie the fake Nick Junior tip. Uh, when you fish upon a star, that's the a real episode. And all claymation cops are bastards. Oh fuck! And the uh, okay. So the, apparently, the code according to Ellie is because that gadget was double crossed in that episode. And while that does happen. It's more of a minor plot point. If anyone gets double-crossed in that episode, it's Monterey Jack. Because the plot of the episode is Monterey is is Monty is sending the, is taking them on a trip to this island that he used to be on, um, that he used to go on adventures on. But it's way different from what he remembers. And the and the rest the other rescue rangers think he's like going senile or whatever. But then it turns Chris, out this means absolutely nothing to me. But then I've it never turns seen out this show in my that life. he was actually that Monterey Jack was right all along and that they were actually tricked because the island they went to was actually a different island and they were they were duped. So really Monty was double crossed in that episode. You'd think that would be more relevant, but whatever. Um anyways, uh then Gadget shows up and and so do, and Zipper because they're married and they apparently mm -hmm. want to stop investing in Dale's independent films. Um, Makes sense. And Zipper has a very sophisticated voice. Um, and he's a stay-at-home dad. Okay. Fun. And they bring back the Rescue Rangers blimp. That's that's fun. Um, and Dale Dale's agent and Dale's agent pitches a reboot and then Dale's like nah. Friends are more important than business. I'm gonna throw my phone away. I immediately regret throwing my phone away. Um, That's a funny joke. Yes. Uh, so Dale comes to the rescue, um, and then Pete gets turned into the fat cat Optimus Prime. Oh wait, hidden Mickey. There's a hidden Mickey. Yeah, there's a hidden Mickey. There's a hidden the Mickey Disney in the fireworks. fireworks that he used to get yes. there. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but yeah. Yes. So then, then Pete gets turned into a the Peter Pan fat cat. Optimus Prime, Wreck-It Ralph, and Zerg hybrid mm. monster. Okay. Um. There's the bootleg gags. Like there's a bootleg version of The Simpsons. There's I'm a bootleg Aladdin, stuff. starring uh the Disney uh Pete, like the the funny animal Pete, not not Peter Pan. Um. Ellie and Putty have a bizarrely gruesome fight scene where Putty seems to get yes. murdered. Like yes. Well, he's not murdered because he shows up later. Yeah, but yes, his head gets his head gets cubed. If you've ever seen the movie Cube, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, which is I'm, I'm just sort of like like my interpretation when I first saw the movie was like because 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 she freezes him and then he shatters and I'm like mm -hmm. wait did one of our heroes just commit murder? 
Did that happen yes. in this PG-rated children's film? <laughs> I think we should have more murder in our PG-rated children's films. Anyways, did you have anything else to say about this film? Okay, so, alright, I like, so the bird gag comes back, and it's, that's fun, and I like that it's a day job for the birds. Like, the birds are just, like, in their bed, and the, the husband bird gets the alert, and it's like, just uh, George, we've been over this, George. Just ignore it. I can't, Cheryl. It's my job. <laughs> also, in the scene where yes. they, they open up the shipping container, some of the characters, or maybe all of them, I found a list. There's Abu uh, from yep. Aladdin. There's Fred Flintstone. There's Patrick. Um, there, there's like a weird-looking Phineas thing. Yeah, Phineas is there. Uh, there's, there's a, a Woody Woodpecker. Like, there's a Dipper Pines. There's a, a Cheshire Cat who I think had his mouth taken, and that was the mouth we saw earlier. Um, yeah. Bambi, Princess Tiana is a frog. Do- to- Toby Turtle. I don't know who Toby Turtle is. Um, <laughs> Sounds like an obscure 1940s character. <laughs> uh, Zazu and um, Ka, which is oh, I think yeah, that's from... the panther from um, something no, Ka's else. Cause the, uh, the uh, snake. From... Cause the snake. Oh, oh, yeah. right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. Which is separate from the Flula Borg snake that made them rap. Um... Yes, not the same <laughs> snake. Even though different, that, w- that would have been fire. Different snake. Um, yeah. Uh, so, alright. So then, so Ugly Sonic comes to the rescue with the FBI, because he really did have his own show, apparently. Um, and then Chip and Dale sing their own theme song. Which really uh, had the FBI. (laughs) When you think about it, that's kind of crazy. Wow. Um, he has connections, you know. Yeah, yeah, he got connections, I told y'all. He definitely, he has connections, somehow. Um... So yeah, we, she, he mentioned being saved by the Pog. Uh, Monty's still alive. Uh, the Rescue Rangers reunite. The awkward laugh returns. And I like how Gash is just like, the worse the joke, the longer the laugh. And then they're like, <laughs> all right, maybe we should do a reboot. All right, well, I'd have to look at the script first. He's considering it. Hey, do you think we could get like a pop star to do the theme song? song? Oh, like a super serious version when everyone just wants to hear the original? No. Yes, exactly what I was thinking film then proceeds to play the credits over a post malone remix of the rescue rangers theme which i'm not yes. gonna lie does kind of slap man making bank off these nostalgia trips because he did pretty, some of the soundtrack for the pokemon movie yeah i i will say that i'm a little disappointed that post malone at no point uses the second part of the refrain where it goes uh you know it never fails they'll take the clues and find the where's and why's and who's they never use that part they use like every other part mm. of the song except that one. That's um, a lot of syllables. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, um, <laughs> there's also a brief Ducktales 2017 reference in the credits because we see Scrooge McDuck's 2017 design, um, mm. and there's also mm. a Smash Brothers reference where the Disney Afternoon characters are in their own version of Smash Brothers, and I'm like, why don't we have a Disney Smash Brothers? They should. All right, Chris, what did you think of the first Disney Disney Smash Brothers? And then. Well, okay, but before, all right, I'll get to my final thoughts really quickly. But before <laughs> that, there is a mid credit scene where the rescue rangers show up at the convention, but one person is not happy about it. That daring duck of mystery, champion right, swoops out of the shadows. Wait, was there a mid credit scene? Yes. yes. Somewhere I didn't some watch the mid credit scene. I didn't watch it either, but to be honest. Up, three, two, one, yeah. duck! Chris, none of us watch the uh, mid credit scene. I only watch credit scenes for Marvel movies. Um. Exactly. Well, yeah, but after the credits montage, <laughs> there's a scene <laughs> where Darkwing Duck shows up. And which, 
Because I guess they're teeing up his reboot next. Um, and yeah, mid credit scene, I do want Darkwing. Because he, he makes the... We want Alright, what do you think of the movie we overall, want... Chris? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Like, uh, there, there's some... Just ended there. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a pretty good movie. Like, I mean, there's some... It, it makes my brain... Uh, like, trying to figure out how this universe is supposed to work makes my brain unravel. And I have... And okay, I mentioned enjoy. some nitpicky things with the cell shading and, like, um, uh, some other stuff. And, like, you know, it's not the most, you know, deep plot in the world. And, you know, some of the character arcs are a little predictable. But, you know, it's fun. The cast is really strong. You know, there's a lot of great meta humor. It moves along in a nice clip. Um, and it's got a lot of great, you know, it's uh, you know background gags and stuff like that. You know, it's a, it's a fun time, you know, of the of the Disney Plus original movies that aren't the Pixar stuff that shouldn't count because those were made to be in theaters and then they pushed it over to Disney Plus. Um, I think this is probably, like, the best one like uh which yeah. is not re- that high a bar but you know pretty solid i i enjoyed it yeah so austin what did you think of Ch- 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 chip and dale rescue rangers? rescue rangers um i thought i actually really enjoyed this movie uh when i first watched it uh usually uh, i think i've said on this podcast before i'm the kind of guy that like kind of likes to hate on things but like this movie i don't really have a lot of issues to hate on like i we, we mentioned the the sale animation which is like you know it, it is what it is it's not it's serviceable it's not that bad yeah um but like aside from that i had like no problem with anything else like it was just like a big nostalgia trip which is kind of like the point of the movie right like you could be like this is a kid family movie but like you, you put a kid in front of this sure it might be entertaining enough but they're not gonna get anything yeah they're not, they're not gonna, gonna get any of these any jokes of the, and also it's weirdly dark for a pg it's, movie. A, it's a little dark for pg movie but also like the movie itself this is, is more so, 80s pg than modern pg <laughs> it's so it's so based on knowing at least some of what these are what what some of like the original references to like get a lot of the humor a lot of like the story too yeah so it's like you you, you could say it's a kid family movie but like if they haven't seen anything from disney in like the past 50 years they're not gonna know anything yeah but i think what yeah. makes it work as opposed to some of the other like ip mining nostalgia trip movies that we've gotten is that it feels like i think we mentioned this a little bit earlier but there is a point mm-hmm. to the stuff being there like it right, has right. some it has things to say about the stuff and the stuff yeah. isn't the plot. It's like, very, it's, yeah. it's very much like the opposite of the problem that I have with Space Jam Two, where like their references are so very much like montage. Oh, you've seen this moment in Max Fury Road where they're racing cars. Yeah, oh, you, yeah. you've seen this moment in X Y Z superhero thing. We're gonna show this you is what Game you've of seen Thrones. before. Harry Potter. It's the Matrix yeah. kick, you know. Like they don't go yeah. through the references in a montage fashion. Like every reference is made, but like the way that it's made isn't like super in your face all the time and if it is yeah. it's like a gag on it you know because like because like with roger rabbit or looney tunes back in action like the the various cameos and references are set dressing and aesthetic they're not mm-hmm. like yeah like mm-hmm. space jam 2 and ready player one make the references the plot um right and that is kind of the issue even though again i am not and i'm not i don't even hate either of those movies but it is kind of it's a problem. Awesome. Like, what did you think of the? Uh, what did you think of the voice acting? I thought the voice acting in this film was really good. You cut out, but I'm gonna assume that you said it. 
Yeah, some a lot of the voice acting was really good. I mean, just when I hear Chip's voice, I just think of the main character from Big Mouth because he just sound he doesn't even like put on a different voice. It's just if you've well, ever well, seen John Big Mulaney Mouth, John in basically every role just sounds like John Mulaney. Yeah. Well, no, like, wait. Which one is? I th- maybe I'm thinking of Dale. Is Dale? Dale, John is, Mulaney? Dale is Andy Samberg. Okay. Um, so when I so so when I hear him, I just think of Jake Peralta. <laughs> That's fair. Then yeah, yeah, John. Like he just he just sounds. Ex- I mean, I guess it's just his voice. That's what he's known for. I, I don't consume a lot of John Mulaney outside of any roles or cameos I've seen from him, specifically in Big Mouth, which is all I can think about whenever I hear Well, he voice. was also, uh, he was uh, Spider-Ham. Oh. Yeah. yeah, no, I still only hear <laughs> Big Mouth. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I just, because I watched it recently. Um, okay. well, I wa- oh. I, to be fair, I watched Human Service, uh, Human Service, whatever the fuck. Human Re- Resources, I think. Human yeah. Resources, good show. So Austin, uh, overall, uh, what do you think of Overall, the I thought it was, I thought it was a, a pretty solid movie for, for like, um, you know, being like a, a, a like what Disney's modern take, I guess you can see at Chip and Dale, because you got to keep that IP, right? You got to update yeah. it, right? So instead of going like the whole live action route like they did with Lion King, which was, or not live action, Garbage. but like 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 CGI live, weird, like realistic. Like yeah, the, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that if if we were going to make the live action Chippendale reboot, that it was in line with this and not yes. Disney's other live action remake. Because apparently only... <laughs> there was a more because they've been trying to get a Rescue Rangers movie off the ground since like 2013, 2014. Could you imagine a realistic Rescue Rangers? Yeah, like, oh, it was God. initially a much more straightforward reboot, and then, like, around 2019, and, and that version, like, lambasted in development hell for years, and then in 2019, The Lonely Island came on board, and they were like, let's do this weird meta thing, and Disney was like, okay. <laughs> As in the music group? Yes. Well, Andy oh my Samberg God. was part of the Yeah, the Andy Lonely Samberg Island. and Akiva Schaefer. Oh my like, God, and, I totally forgot. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah. So overall, you thought it was a pretty thought good a movie? Solid movie. Thought it was a solid movie. It was pretty yeah. good. I'd recommend. Uh, I thought the movie was really good. I enjoyed the uh, the meta elements of the comedy, especially the stuff that makes fun of and satirizes the film industry and uh, the way that all these people have like these agents and stuff like that and how uh, they have these horrible sequels and stuff nobody asks for and they're mashing things together that don't need to be mashed together like Batman and E.T. I thought that was funny. I enjoyed the animation quite a bit. Although, I think some of the live-action stuff... Like, the live-action characters aren't super essential to the film, in my opinion. Like, there is the one character, Ellie, that is important. But overall, I feel like this could have just been a cartoon world, and nothing would have really been changed, honestly. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I can, um, but over- I can sort yeah. of understand that. I think the main thing is they wanted to do something like Roger Rabbit. And part of what... Yeah made roger rabbit work was that juxtaposition of the cartoons with the live action well and again as you guys said uh this movie really improves on the whole ip mining thing Mm -hmm. because uh one it's not just all the things that disney happens to own it's a bunch of different things that are all in theme with one another and And the director and it works better yeah and the director did that like deliberately like he wanted to have things that disney didn't own because he wanted it to be a celebration of all of animation and not just, like, Disney animation. Exactly, yeah. Like, so, I, I think it's fun also because it, it, the inclusions are clearly intentional, but not in a way that's, like, the inclusion is the whole point. The inclusion is just part of the world, and the plot is separate from that, and I thought that was really uh, successful in the way they did that. Um, before this, if you had told me that they were going to make a movie that has, like, a bunch of different crossovers with 
like Disney properties, I would have said that probably sucks. But uh, having seen this now, I think they did it very well, and this is probably the best this sort of concept can be done. And uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty fun overall. It is light and fluffy. It's not like a masterpiece, but it's a good movie. I give it a 7 out of 10. So, uh, Chris, what are we doing next week? Well, um, uh, next week, uh, we actually have to uh, be off because Brian right. is going on vacation. I'm going on vacay. Yeah, to uh, look at apartments and attend their sister's wedding, I believe. Yes, and yeah. uh, I'm going to hang out with my partner for a week and do absolutely fucking nothing. And it's going to be beautiful. I won't have to edit any podcasts. Hey, you're going to work Woo! on that poster. <laughs> I am going to work on the poster. Of course I am. <laughs> like I would ever not yeah. get things done mm-hmm. on time. Uh, anyway. <laughs> never happened for Brian ever. Um, but, the, but the, uh, but the week after that, we yeah. but the week after, two weeks from now, we will uh-huh. be back to conclude the Jurassic-thon to, yes. with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic World Dominion. Wait, and, uh, it, is, Jurassic... is Dominion still in theaters? No, Dominion's not. Dominion, Dominion's not out yet. Oh, Wait. okay, okay. So Jurassic World had sequels. Yes, yes it had two sequels. Oh One my of them god, is coming out like this this coming Friday. Oh, I think I've seen the trailer for that. Yeah. Um. Wow. I. I just. I just. It was just so irrelevant to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was so like lame. To be honest, I agree. I mean, I. It's okay. I guess I'm the only one here Chris on the Jurassic me to World. Watch these and have like, live. <laughs> no, but anyways, it was your idea. I, I was wasn't? I wasn't planning to I wasn't planning to cover the Jurassic Park movies, and then when we did the most anticipated movies of 2022, you were like, "Hey, since I've never seen any of them besides the first one and don't care, we should do a retrospective on all of the movies because it would be funny." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> God damn it, past me, <laughs> screwing with me in the future. Anyways, uh, Anyways, Chris, where can they find you on the social media? Yes. So this has been Hipster and the Nerd, and, um, and we do this. And Larry. Hipster and the Nerd and Larry, and we do this. Put some respect <laughs> on Larry's his name. name. for real. My exactly. apologies. On God. On God? On fleek. <laughs> um, this has been Hipster and the Nerd and Larry, and we do this every week, and you can find us, well, mostly, um, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of your major podcast platforms. Please leave us a nice five-star review, uh, subscribe, uh, vote in the polls, answer the Q&As, spread the word on the social media, um, Share it with all of your friends and family members. All of them. Hashtag. Even the ones that don't listen to podcasts. Even the yeah, deaf tell ones. them to start listening to yes. podcasts. Probably and especially this podcast the deaf ones. Specifically. Hashtag. Well, that's our number one demographic is the deaf population. Yes. Oh. Wow. I... That's... <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not real, but the implication hurts. Um, Sorry. Hashtag. <laughs> Ipster and the nerd. Help us grow. The show. We very much appreciate it. I am Chris Hanna. You can find me at MegaNerd98 on Twitter and on mm-hmm. Letterboxd. And mm-hmm. you can also find me on my WordPress page, MegaNerd's Musings, home of geeky ramblings and self indulgent fan, fan fiction. fiction. Um, Brian, where can they find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at Brian Brecker. You can find me on Letterboxd at BBreck2. Oh, or you can find me inside your hopes and dreams. Or playing Out of the Park Baseball 22 in the 1890s because I need to sim the Phillies to another World Series. Austin, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at WTFBBQ. LOL. Cheese. It's, um, I do music sometimes. You can find me on SoundCloud. Also, if you just look up that name I just said, um, WTFBBQ, LOL. Cheese. But there's a lot of people with cheese um, as a music alias surprisingly that's kind of cheesy if you ask me um it's self-deprecating and making fun of anyway um that's where you can find me i make music check it out i guess if you want but or don't you know it's a free world <laughs> it's a free country yeah free country um anyways uh thank you everybody for listening Seize the means of Applebee's. Of Applebee's. Applebee's. Uh, remember, when you need some help to save the day, they're never far away. Ch 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 chip and Dale. Dale, rescue I can't. I can't wait for when, since Post Malone did the remix of the Rescue Rangers theme in this, and they're clearly queuing up Darkwing Duck's reboot next, which is in development. Um, well, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are producing. I can't wait till uh, Billie Eilish does the remix of the Darkwing Duck theme. Was there in- ever a Chippendale Chia pet? Possibly. I hope so. Um, I I don't think yes. it if if there is, I don't think it's Rescue Rangers themed though. Um, I feel Anyways, like it would just you be can find us. Anyways, yeah, you can find us time. on all those places I mentioned. Seize the means of Applebee's. Applebee's. And we will see you next next time. time. Bye.